Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, February 3rd. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend Brad Sykes. Doug McCary of His Life Ministries is off today, and uh, we are glad you're with us as we come to you live from Chile. <laughs> I say that so tongue-in-cheek, but yeah. Chile, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, where it's a bone-chilling 55 degrees. <laughs> with a chill factor of yes, 54. That's right. I was <laughs> talking to my brother and his wife before I came in, and they were telling me it's uh, the temperature is close to zero in Massachusetts oh. with, a, with a way below zero wind chill. So uh, 55 ain't bad. Uh, we'll take it. So yeah. Anyway, we're glad you're with us. Uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. If you're just listening for the first time or you haven't listened for a while, and we are uh, happy to be with you. We're an outgrowth of SWAT Bible studies uh, here in the Jacksonville area that Doug McCary has been leading for a number of years. If you want more information about SWAT or about the SWAT radio or Bible studies, you can go to SWATradio.com, and all of that information on where we meet on a weekly basis is there, as well uh, as uh, past programs uh, that you can listen to at any time. So, You know, one other thing, David, that I don't bring up enough, uh, and Doug never brings it up, and he doesn't mind me telling people that, is that you can actually support what we're doing. Uh, we're you know, obviously, David, you and I aren't, you know, paid paid staff uh, for SWAT. Uh, D- you know, Doug is a full time missionary, um, and if you are interested in knowing how you can support what we're doing, which is the expository teaching of God's word, uh, you can go to SWAT Radio, and uh, there's a tab there uh, for support, and uh, like you can tag it. SWAT radio if you want to um so anyway uh go go check it out SWATradio.com. if you're interested in joining a uh, bible study we always encourage men to be in the word together uh, you can click on the meetings tab you'll see the various places that we meet and the times that we meet and um and then if you want to support what we're up to here uh, you can go on the website and just read a little bit more about it and uh just just got off the phone with Doug, and he is he is on his way back to Jacksonville, and uh, just wanted to share that his uh, yesterday. I know you ended up talking to him last night, mm-hmm. and things did not look good uh, regarding his mother. His mother had a uh, I, I think I shared earlier in the week because I think this happened on Sunday uh, because you and I were in studio on Monday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I think it was. Monday and Wednesday. Monday and Wednesday. And then uh, I had Nick Lekas in with me on Tuesday, and then I had Danny Murphy in with me yesterday. But uh, Doug's mother took a fall, uh, fractured her hip, but apparently also hit her head and has been struggling with a brain bleed over the last few days. And apparently yesterday it didn't look good. In fact, he just sent me a picture. And uh, basically it it was... you know, there's nothing else we can do. Um, might want to get hospice in line. And I think they began that process. Well, this morning, she was as alert as you could be. Like Doug, Doug said, she was eating a donut this morning. So uh, 
Yep. Uh, thank you guys for praying for Doug's mother, Eileen, and his father, James, and obviously Doug and his brother, David. Uh, you know, you've been there before. I've been there before. The 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 uh, the burden that comes with elderly parents. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to have to do it. If if you haven't done it yet, there'll probably be a time where you'll have to do it. Yeah. And uh, you know, many who may be listening now have done that and had to care for an older parent or yeah. sibling or whatever. And uh, what a ministry mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. It, it's. Um... <clears throat> I, I think I've maybe said this on the program before, but I've I refer to the week I was with my mom before she died as the best worst week I've ever had. Um, in the sense that it was it was tough. It's tough to watch your parent age and die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a blessing it was to be able to be there with her, to see her faith, to see her still ministering to other people right up till the end. She told her nurse two or three days before she died that she wouldn't see God without Jesus because her nurse was questioning about Jesus. And, uh, you know, that's what my mother said to her. And um, members of the church uh, that she has been a member at for 45-plus years came in and did communion in her room where she was and sang hymns. And the door was open, and the whole staff and everybody else there heard that. And uh, well, I wish it, we were on video right now because I got a smile from ear to ear. Well, I, mean, I have, I, I have uh, still the videos on my phone because, I, like I keep saying to my sister, I got to get these to you, but I'm not technically uh, with it enough to be able to do it. But I have a couple of videos of eight or nine people from their church singing hymns. I mean, you talk about emotional. I oh, mean, my it, word. It, I but anyway, imagine. it was it was just and, – and the fact that our family was together and with her and – so it's it's very difficult, but it's also um, sweet. Well, and I think the value of being uh, having a church family mm. is so critical. By the way, we we've got a phone call. Um, Doug, are you there, buddy? I am. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Man, we're doing well. We're doing. It's Friday. I don't know if you heard David. He said it's a, you know, it's a. A, a, a chilly 54 degrees i'm sure you're not a whole lot different and i think the wind chill factor is 53 so i, I thought you were yeah, going to announce your i thought you were going to announce yourself as clint from palatka <laughs> with a with a no. question with a question about the dietary laws in leviticus <laughs> oh man i i i'm so white i can't even think to do that right now it's, <laughs> well we know you a, are it's been a long week uh i did Brad, I don't know if uh, you saw. I, I just photos. saw those photos. Amazing! It, it, it's <laughs> one of them. So, just thank you so much for the listeners who have been praying. Um, man, it's it's it's. We felt the prayers, and uh, David, I know you went through this with your mom. Brad, you went through it with yours, and um, you know, my mom. Uh, I know I'm prejudiced, but is the sweetest woman in the world. I've never, she is, as long as I've known her, she's just been the most amazing lady who has just like served and cared about the Lord more than anybody I've ever met. Like I, it's like, I I mean, if there was an angel that I ever saw on earth, she was that lady. Isn't that amazing? uh, Well, Hey, and so I, I got to spend some time with her and, and I thought she was gone. I literally said goodbye to her, and I sent you a photo, Brad. I know. For I you see and Dave it. to look at. 
But you saw, I mean, like, look at the transformation oh, between really? last night and this morning. It shocked everybody. And what they said is that she may be in and out, so she may have a good day and a bad. But, I mean, the bad looked awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she looked like she was gone, and she yeah. was non-responsive. So, uh, but thank you for the prayers. I, I know you guys got a lot to talk about. I just wanted to thank you guys and thank our listeners for praying and uh, especially in WMOX and WMER there in Meridian area. Uh, just keep my mom and my family lifted up there. It's We're just going to be walking through it, but um, thank you all. I just wanted to tell you thank you for praying. Well, Doug, we feel it. Doug, I was looking at those pictures as you were just talking, and I've got three pictures on there. I've got one from a couple of days ago, I guess Wednesday, and then one from last night, and then one from this morning. And when your mom is alert, I mean, the countenance on her is just amazing. I mean, you you just, you know, you've, we've all seen those people where you look at them and they're just exude joy, you know, and, uh, that's, that's your mom. Okay. Everybody who walked into the ICU up there, she was like, she would tell, I I love Jesus. He's going to get me through this. I'm just going to, I love Jesus. I just want to finish strong. Have you met this is my boy? This is my son. <laughs> he 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 goes all over the world telling people about Jesus. I love this it. is my son. He inspires me. I mean, it was just I'm sitting there and then she's she's like, Doug, is is that your laundry over there? We need to do your laundry. You know, she's she's back. I mean, oh, that's she's classic. Like laying in an ICU and yep. she's just worried about taking care of other oh, people, man. Unbelievable. Well, hey, I still remember Doug when your mom and dad were in studio with us. I think we were in the old studio, you know, and uh, just your parents were so sweet. Just such a joy to be around. Hey, Doug, what you just said about your laundry, this is universal to mothers, right? When my mother, (laughs) a few nights before my mother died, it was was less than a week, and she's in the hospital or in her hospice place, and my brother's there, and my brother is kind of dozing in a chair near her bed in the middle of the night. And she calls out to him, and he thinks something's wrong. And she's moving over in the bed and telling him to lay down next to her because he looks so uncomfortable oh, in the chair. Word. She's oh. trying to get him to lay down while she's dying, and you know that's what. But she's thinking about him. And I mean, isn't that the essence, though, of finishing strong and of a of a believer who is mature in the Lord that they are continuing to put the benefit of others ahead of themselves? Yeah, and I, I I can't say enough to you guys and the listeners that I, I, this week was special for me because yeah. I got to love on my mom and I got to spend time with her just caring for her. And for listeners out there, you know, if you've got parents that are getting older uh, to, and, and they need you, be there for them. Mm-hmm. Be there. Because I, I all week, Brad, I, all I, I could hear was Jesus saying, you know, you, you know, you honor your mom and father, you take care of them. You don't, you don't, you don't put them aside to take care of your things. Yeah, you go honor them. Mm. And and what a and treat that is, you know. Sweet, oh, it it was so precious and sweet for me mm. to be there and to think that my faith I, was handed down to me. Yeah. from her <clears throat> and yeah. my dad yeah. and, and i'm just so thankful for it and, and it was a lot of reflection we got to sing together uh. we got got to read scripture with her and it's just uh, it's it's just really 
it was really good and it just it was good i just really thank our listeners that's for praying and yeah, for covering so it, that i could be there with them you guys are awesome even right. though you talk a lot <laughs> hey we're losing you doug but uh I think we're going to, yeah, <laughs> we're, he's, he's given us a hard time for talking too much sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you you should have seen the, should have seen the picture he showed me when we came into the studio. It's of Kelly at Pebble beach. I mean, I'm really heartbroken. Oh. Uh, hey, we're oh going to take a break. God. We are going to take a break, Doug. Uh, bless you, brother. Looking forward to having you All back. Right. All right. Love you guys. Hopefully I'll be there next week. God See you soon, you. Doug. Bye. Drive safe. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. And I think we're coming up on a break here. Um, there we are. Okay. Uh, that was Doug McCary calling in. Uh, Doug, we're glad you called and glad you're on your way home and that your mom's doing better today. And we'd right. love to hear about that experience, that godly experience that you had with her. We're going to take our first break. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here with you on our Friday edition of the SWAT Radio program. Uh, We are going to be getting back into our text this week, which is Acts 20, verses 22 to 27. And we'll uh, follow a little different structure today, as we've been doing on Fridays for the last few months, uh, where we're looking at it from the standpoint of um, how you might apply it in your own life, just a structure that you might use in your own study or if you're discipling someone else or just uh, discipling each other, Um, but a structure where we look at the text and then ask the questions, uh, what jumps out at us in this text, Uh, with whom do we identify, what does the text teach us about God and about people, and then so what, the final question, which I think is uh, a good question to end with. How are we going to be different and live differently because of the scripture that we've read? So 
Uh, Doug, thanks for calling in if you're still listening, and we're, we're, we're glad that we got to hear that update. And, and I know everybody, certainly Brad and I and everybody listening, appreciates yeah. <clears throat> the opportunity to pray for you and to lift up uh, your family. Well, and I was thinking as Doug was sharing, and you were <clears throat> mentioning as he called in, just the the privilege and the blessing that you get when you get to care or be around somebody who's in those final mm. days, hours, uh, minutes even. And uh, and just to, <clears throat> you know, I, Doug and I have had multiple conversations about uh, honoring our parents. And, you know, one day hopefully our, our own children will honor us as well yeah. <clears throat> because those, you know, we we were even talking about it before we came on the air that our days are numbered, yeah. and we don't know whether we don't know how many days we have, uh, but we do know they're numbered. Yep. This will end, and what an opportunity we have as children, uh, not only of our physical parents but children of our heavenly Father, to minister the grace of Christ in those situations. Yeah. You were, <clears throat> I had the. I've probably shared this with you and others on the air was when my mother was diagnosed with ALS many years ago, uh, just kind of the fear that gripped my dad early on. And, uh, as he and I would speak by phone once or twice a week, just the opportunity to pray with him that God by his sovereign grace and Holy spirit would equip him to do what he's supposed to do yeah. in, in sickness and in health. Yeah. And uh, he and my mother had a thing every morning when they would wake up is uh, because her hands would kind of swell up. And so the, her, her wedding ring would be on the nightstand. And so every morning she didn't have the capacity to put the ring on her. And so my dad would put the ring on mm. her finger every day and he would say, with this ring, I the wed. Oh, that's great! And just yeah, you know the great. just the the blessing, and I know Doug has benefited from that. You probably have as well. Just to watch our parents um, finish strong, yeah. like you said, yeah. and just to see the hey, listen, I wouldn't wish ALS or cancer or anything like that on anyone, but we do know that God allows those things to happen, yeah. and uh, that's a, that's tough. But at the same time, as you said, it was the most beautiful week and it was the hardest week, yeah. you know, and the sa- same with us yep. was yep. to watch my mother, her physical body deteriorate, but her spirit was as strong as ever. That's what I see even when I look at Doug's mother in these pictures. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking about this before we came on the air. It, it This whole conversation kind of maybe... Uh, brings up the question or makes us think of the question that a lot of people, mainly unbelievers, but maybe some believers too, might have about suffering and, and, and why tough things happen in the world. And, 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 and believers and unbelievers alike are impacted, right? We yeah. Believers are not exempt from suffering. As a matter of fact, maybe believers actually suffer a bit more. Right. But but the idea that a lot of or the question that I think a lot of people have is how does a good and loving God or why does a good and loving God allow this these kind of things to happen and allow suffering? And I, I haven't really talked about this too much on the air and I won't get into all the, the details because it's too long a story. But, you know, I've told you the story uh, that, about what's going on. But I have a 
a nephew, my brother's oldest son that went missing in the middle of December and um, had no clue where he was for three and a half weeks and uh, then found out in early January that it appeared that he had drowned uh, up in Massachusetts doing a, a cold plunge in the ocean that those kind of things are becoming a little more popular mm-hmm. as for people do them for a variety of health reasons. And he had done one and, uh, and <clears throat> was not a rookie at it. He had, he had done them before, but something went wrong and, uh, but it, his clothes were found, his car was found at this beach, but his body was not found. So that was January 4th. And then, uh, just about a week ago, his body did wash up and, uh, he mm. was found. So, very, very, of course, difficult thing to go through for uh, for me, and he's my nephew, and yeah. you know. But imagine how much more difficult that is for for my son and 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 for his siblings, my other nephew and nieces, and um. But I know that there's people around this uh, that are questioning how does God allow these things to happen, and we may have you may be listening and have similar type of tragedies in your life or, or difficulty in your life and be wondering that question. So maybe it's something we can just spend a couple of minutes addressing, yeah. not that we have all the answers for sure. Well, we certainly don't. And, uh, you know, sometimes those things are a mystery. I think, you know, we are, I think I shared with you, uh, Vic and I are going through a book right now. It was written in the 1600s. <laughs> it's by Jeremiah Burroughs, uh, who's a pastor in the 1600s. And it's a book on Christian contentment. Mm. And uh, as I'm reading this book, I am realizing what a grumbler I am. And, you know, you look at it's just when when tragedy happens or, or when trials happen, just in general, our tendencies to zero and focus in on those trials and grumble a lot of times. And we neglect to see God's favor in our life mm-hmm. and be gr- grateful and uh, and. Again, that's not to dismiss hardships and trials and tragedies because they're coming. James tells us, consider it pure joy when they come, right. not if they come. Right. But Peter, they're coming. Peter says they're cu- they come yeah. also to refine our faith. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, Paul says, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals mm. that are coming. Uh, it, it, listen, if you're in the sound of our voice you've probably experienced some yeah. trials yeah. and they won't be your last. Yeah. And uh, the reality is it, it, it drives back the importance uh, in Hebrews, I think it is, where we are to renew our mind. You know, uh, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And yes, Christian, unchristian, trials are going to hit you. But as a believer, we're reminded that God is working yeah. all things out for our good his glory and and he he says that it's for, for for his purpose the purpose of the trials the purpose of the tragedies the purpose of difficulties be it financial or physical or emotional or spiritual is that god wants to conform us into the image of his son yeah and uh as difficult as that might be um it's going to probably come through trials. Yeah, I have a couple of things that, as you were talking, I, I, I thought about. You reminded me of, and one of them is, you know, for believers, look at look at what we've been studying about Paul and the things he went through. And Paul was able to say, "Our light and momentary <laughs> troubles 
are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweigh them all. But this idea that the worst things that can happen on earth are light and momentary compared with the glory and the the life that is to come in God's presence yeah. in, in heaven. Yeah. Well, even even Jesus, but for the joy set before right. him, right. he endured the cross. Right. The joy was not only his time with the Father, but the joy is that he would gather the church. Right. We were the joy. That's we right. are the joy yeah. set yep. before him. That's that right. It would make it possible for us, his bride, to be with him. Mm-hmm. But but the idea also in, in, in thinking about that question of why do these things happen, we live in a fallen world. There's evil and death in the world because of the fall, because yep. of sin. Yep. And when I, I think back to the four kind of gospel points that we've talked a lot about in recent months, if we're if we're messaging the gospel in a in kind of a short, concise way, right, the points of God's original plan, his original plan was not for the world to be fallen right. and to have death and evil in the world, but it was for us to live in perfect dependence on him. That's right. Uh, and he would supply all our needs and there would be no death. But man sinned. And our problem is that that sin separates us from God and allowed sin to enter the world. And the fallen world produces these kind of things that we're talking about. Tragedies, death, suffering, evil, Mm -hmm. right? But God loves us so much, our third point, that he didn't leave us in that condition. And his solution is Jesus. And, And Jesus makes it, faith in Jesus makes it possible that even though we go through these things, our eternity is secured and God is in the process of renewing the new heavens and the new earth to his original plan. And he's going to make it even better exactly. than it was exactly. in the Garden of Eden. But the fourth point is that that solution of Jesus demands a response. Yeah. It, it, we have to respond in faith. It's not universal where Jesus did this and we can just continue to live any way we want. Right. It requires a response of faith in him to appropriate what he's done for us. Yes. Yeah, so, great point. Anyway. Great, great closure there to our uh, to our break yeah. here. So yeah, we'll come back. We'll chat, chat a little bit more about that. Then we'll get into the text today. <laughs> We're glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. We're going to break for the news. Uh, come on back, and we will be back shortly. Actually, we got a few more seconds, so I'll just say that you can call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight if you have a comment or a question on anything we've discussed. And we are glad you're with us. We'll be right back. Glad you're with us here on Friday, coming to you live from the Salem Center in Jacksonville. And as always, it's our privilege to be able to be here and to uh, minister God's word the best we can. And we really appreciate uh, everyone who listens and supports us. And uh, 
and certainly praise in situations like the one Doug is having. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Again, <clears throat> this is what we're commanded to do. We're to bear the burdens of our brother, and uh, it. And how do we do that? Some, sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's serving. And how can we bring a meal? Or but uh, listen, I think the most critical thing is that we pray for one another. Pray and just be there. Yeah, absolutely. Just be there. Yeah. So when somebody needs to talk and talk about what they're going through just just to kind of support them and listen and be there for them but as doug knows if you try to call me after nine o'clock i'm probably not answering because i'm <laughs> i'm already in rim by that point but you know i was i was reminded i mean there's so much in the scriptures that deal with trials mm-hmm. you know and uh james 1 12 blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial yeah for when he has stood the test <clears throat> he'll receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. I mean, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation, but take heart. Yeah. Take heart because Jesus overcame the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was talking to my brother before I came in, and the other thing I thought about was when people ask the question, how could a good and lo- loving God do this? The other thing that people don't consider is they might think about and remember that that Jesus suffered, and he suffered tremendously, of course, but we don't often think about the suffering of the Father. Mm. God the Father, perhaps, and I'm this is my speculation a little bit, but perhaps God the Father knew suffering like no other being in the universe ever has when he had to turn his back on his son yeah. Yeah. and punish his son, <clears throat> who was innocent, for the sins of his people. Yeah. And I haven't thought about that very much. I've thought a lot about Jesus suffering in the garden um, and the spiritual suffering that he underwent because he knew that he had never known sin and he was about to become sin for the for for all of God's people. Yeah. And he was about to be separated from his father for the first time in eternity past. But we don't think too much, at least I don't, about the father's <clears throat> agony in having to turn his face away from Jesus and not mm-hmm. just turn his face away, but pour out his wrath on him. Yeah. And what was that like to have the wrath of God poured out on you in a period of three hours for all of the sin of all of God's people through all time? Well, <clears throat> that's another radio program. We maybe. even, we even <laughs> know that God grieves over our sin, right. our own sin. Right. You know, we know the story of the prodigal son. Uh, how about the prodigal God, mm. the, the radical, uh, behavior of the the pro the 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 the, the father yeah and uh yeah i was thinking i was thinking that same thing uh second corinthians i think five chapter five somewhere he who knew no sin became sin mm-hmm. it's it's mind-boggling yeah and hey, that he did turn his back i've read some stuff about you know our lives our bodies our whole being is tainted by sin yeah jesus never was and so he's in the garden of you know Gethsemane as the as the perfect instrument if you will his body mm-hmm. was not marred or tainted at all by sin nor was his spirit of course and the and the realization of what was going to happen that that yeah not of course the physical aspect of it and the and the agony of thinking about that and anticipating that but the anticipation of becoming sin yeah and 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 I think part of his prayer of let this cup pass from me was was 
was not only about what was coming on the cross, but was get me through this night mm-hmm. in Gethsemane. So he I don't, knew nothing yeah. but fellowship Correct. with the Father, Correct. communion with the Father. Right. Get me through the trial in the garden yeah. so that I do go to the cross and fulfill your plan. Mm-hmm. Because like the Bible says, he could have called a legion of angels and, yeah. you know, he didn't have to do it. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, uh, that's... Uh, Pretty heavy duty <laughs> theological yes. stuff. I as, as I like to say, that's another. That's a topic maybe for another uh, program or a class. <laughs> great, but, great way to wrap up a Friday. Yeah, right? nice light stuff on a Friday. Exactly. But it, but uh, people are going. Where's the sports talk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. We can't do that. We know Doug's listening. That's right. Hey, why don't that's we right. uh, why don't we dive into the text? I know we'll have a break here in just a minute. Um, I have. You know, as always, I have thoroughly enjoyed this particular passage, not because I've been in studio every day this week, but, you know, this it's just, um, I think over the last few weeks, as you realize Paul <clears throat> is coming, he's he's approaching Jerusalem. He, 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 he knows what awaits him, he says. You know, uh, affliction is, is awaiting him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some people may know what awaits them. You know, we, we've, been, we've been talking about death in the last segment or two. But death awaits us all. And and I think I'm, it's such an encouragement as I've worked through this text to see there is no hiccup in Paul. There there are no speed bumps in his life. He is he is marching forward. He is running the race. And uh, and he's he's yes, he's passing the baton. But uh, the imagery of track and passing the baton is very much related to keeping pace. And I was just reminded on, on this idea that this this study is not just simply some historic event that we read about. But how do we look at this text that you're going to read here and then begin to apply what we see in Paul? Yep. So if you would, why don't you go sure. ahead and read it? Sure. Um, what is it, 22 yeah. through 27? I Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 27. So let me read that right now. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem. I, Paul, am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You know, this week <clears throat> we we specifically uh, drilled down on the fact that God reminds us that we are called, number one, to be directed by the control of the Holy Spirit. Number two, we're driven by the commission of the Lord Jesus. And thirdly, we're dependable in the communication of God's truth. <clears throat> And I, I think as we kind of work through this over the next few minutes uh, till the end of the broadcast, I know we, you know, we've got these these three or four questions that we ask is you know what in that passage 
kind of grabs you? What is it that kind of gets your attention? It's not the same for everybody. I think that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Oftentimes, the Holy Spirit will illuminate something to me that he may not illuminate to you, mm-hmm. and he'll illuminate something to you that he won't to me. And, uh, you know, I think the first thing that kind of just comes off the page, and I've said it multiple times this week, is that it, it, it says, and now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem. ESV uses the word constrained. Uh, others say bound uh, by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen there. You know, so often we enter days, really, yeah, we may have a schedule of things we've got in store, but we never know what God has in store for us. Right. And here Paul, not knowing what's in store, although he says, you know, affliction is, is awaits me, uh, but the details of what awaits, you know, what what the day holds. And it's just for me, that's been the takeaway this mm-hmm. week is, am I bound? Am I constrained by the Spirit of God? Yeah. Have I yielded? Am I yielding not once or twice a day, but is my life a yielding, a humbling to his Spirit? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great question to to ask ourselves, and 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 also as a you know what jumped out to me was the follow up to what you just said, Paul Paul's reaction because he is bound and compelled and constrained by the Spirit, he is going to go to yeah. Jerusalem, <clears throat> even though he says in every place he goes, the Spirit testifies to him, bad stuff's coming. Yeah, but he goes anyway. Because of the fact that, like you said, he is yielded to the Spirit. Yeah. And, and I mean, so much so that he says, I count my life right. as nothing. That's right. That's right. Can we get to that point? Um, I, You know. Not without the Spirit. No, that's what that. I mean. Yeah. yeah. But it, and, and you, you see, and, and, and I'm, Paul is our brother. And he. I'm not saying Paul is any better or worse than any of us, but Paul was uniquely gifted for sure and but but he, as Doug's been teaching he is a model for us yeah, yeah. in so many ways yeah. and he is a great he he talks about to be an imitator of him yeah. as he follows Christ and uh this idea that he's willing to walk into any situation but but he but he had to have such assurance that God had him that he was willing to, to to do that, and that he wasn't afraid. Well, we don't. He may have had times when he was afraid, but but he did it anyway. Well, how how contrary is verse twenty four to the world that we live in today, where Paul says, "But I do not account my life yeah. of any value, nor as interesting." He uses two things: value and precious. Mm-hmm. You know, boy, we we the world tells us, man, you're valuable. You're precious, and we are in the sight of God. But so often we want to live life, and we want people to value us. Mm -hmm. Treat me as important. Treat me as, you know, worthy. Treat me this way or that way as precious. And yet Paul's like, (laughs) no. You know, the reason he can go, the reason Jesus went, is he laid down his life. Yeah. Yeah, and do we believe that we really belong to Christ? Uh, 
1 Corinthians 6.20 says, you're not your own, you were bought at a price. Do we really believe that? And if we belong to Jesus, then we don't belong to ourselves. And and boy, that's, you, you that's can't convicting. Belong, yeah, you can't belong to two things. No, that's right? convicting to me because so many times I act like I, I'm in control and I do belong to myself. So anyway, we're going to take our last break of the afternoon here on SWAT Radio. Love for you to call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment. And we will be right back to finish our discussion here in the Book of Acts. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes wrapping up the week here on the program with our last segment, and we are looking at Acts chapter 20, verses 22 to 27. We've just been considering kind of our first question uh, in our Friday structure, our Friday format of what stands out in the text, and we were talking about Paul being compelled and constrained by the Spirit, and then acting on the fact that he was compelled and bound by the Spirit by being willing to go to Jerusalem even though he knew suffering was awaiting him and uh, about the fact that he didn't count his life as precious or of, of any value to himself if only he could finish the mission that Jesus had given him. And and so now we want to move into our, our kind of next question about what does the passage teach us um, about God 
and what does it teach us about ourselves or about people in general? So, Brad, did you have any thoughts on that <clears throat> question? I bet you do. Well, I mean, obvi- <laughs> obviously, I think that when, you know, and I'm picking up on what I kind of, what stood out to me was this idea that Paul is bound, he's constrained, he's controlled, he's yielded to the Spirit. And the reality is that uh, you and I, if you're if you're in the sound if you if you're listening to us, when we are yielded to the Spirit of God, uh, there's nothing we can't do. You know, uh, I can do nothing without Christ. <laughs> we know that, but with Christ, with His Spirit, mm. look at what Paul can do. And I mean, we we we're in awe of this Paul who was once Saul, killing and and. <clears throat> torturing and you know terrorizing the church but when christ enters into his life and he is controlled by the spirit look what happens Mm. and i think you know it just to me it's almost an encouragement to say what can god do with my life when i yield to his spirit Mm -hmm. right and uh you know i there's no doubt as you look at that passage, the things that stand out to me is that that uh, <clears throat> Paul is headed towards some tough times in Jerusalem. And uh, he says in verse, uh, is it, uh, sorry, my got to put my glasses on, verse 26, therefore I testi- testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all. In fact, Nick and I were talking about this on, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever he was here, is, man, could you actually say that? Mm -hmm. Paul could legitimately say, I'm innocent of the blood of all. In other words, everybody he came in contact with, he proclaimed the gospel to. Right. That could not be said of me. No, me neither. And, uh, you know, I think that's what stands out to me. It's what it stands out about man, and it's what stands out about about God, is that when we yield ourselves to the Spirit, we can do anything. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, in terms of what does it teach us about God and about, about people, just first of all about the love of God for us, for his people, in that, you know, Paul is compelled and bound by the Spirit. But that means we have to have the Spirit right. <laughs> to be compelled and That's bound right. by him. And that and that God loves us so much that he doesn't leave us alone. He didn't just send Jesus to do the work that he did and say, okay, now you're on your own. In John 14, 18, Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. Yeah. I'll come to you. And this idea, and, 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 you know, think about the disciples, how how devastated they were that Jesus was leaving after his resurrection. Right. But Jesus said to them, it's better for you that I go. Yeah. Jesus, and, and this is another, maybe another topic for a, uh, another program, right? Um, and and I, I like the phrase that's from uh, the movie The Matrix, the phrase, what's really going to bake your noodle is um, the idea that, that that Jesus, because of his love for us and because he wanted to become our representative and did become our representative, the second Adam, became a man. And he had to yeah. become a man to be our true substitute because 
God can't die, right? But as a man, right. Jesus right. died. And, and the penalty for our sin is physical death and spiritual death. Yeah. yeah. And so by becoming a man, even in his resurrected body, I think it's right to say that he cannot, in that body, be everywhere at once. Right. But the Spirit can. <clears throat> the Spirit can. And, and and so it was better for the disciples and for all believers for Jesus to go back and send the Spirit. Yeah. And um, But again, just this idea that, that he doesn't leave us as orphans, he doesn't leave us in our own muck and mire, if you will, but that he comes to us so that we can be bound by the Spirit. And in that binding and yielding that you've talked about, that's a great word. Uh, we should be talking about the word yield and the word surrender <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more. Well, and ultimately what that is, is it's humility. Right. It is recognizing you're not in charge here. God is. Yeah. It, and we have to confess that reality mm. and then bring our selves under that authority yeah and you know i think you and i were talking about doug and i were talking about it a couple of weeks ago that humility is not a fruit of the spirit no that it requires you to cooperate for lack of a better word to will yourself to humility right and we know scripture reminds us listen if you're not going to humble yourself god will take care of that yeah i do think that i agree with you 100 percent. but we get to that point by the Spirit's conviction. No question. Right? No by question. The, by the yeah. Spirit and illumining our hearts. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And for, that was for my, those For those who are without Christ, yeah. they're rebels. Right. They will not humble themselves. Yeah. Even, and, and there are plenty of people, let's talk about that for a second. There are plenty of people in the world that aren't believers who by human standards may be humble, mm-hmm. right? Or may have some humility. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. From right. a spiritual standpoint, if right. you're not in right. Christ, right, right, you're still not humbling yourself in terms of confessing that you cannot be right with God without yeah. a Savior, yeah, and that Amen. you've broken God's laws, <clears throat> and that that can't be forgiven and made right without without Jesus. And yeah. so, yeah, the the end of that other thought I had about what does this teach us about God is that is that by by sending His Spirit, not leaving us as orphans, the Spirit convicts us which allows us to humble ourselves and say something like what Paul said here, I don't count my life of any value. I don't count it as precious to me. I just want to finish what God's given me to do. And and I think that's maybe our our final point we want to get to is Paul is, uh, he has not lost any speed. He is marching. He is moving and what is he doing? He is fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. He is declaring. In fact, I think it's interesting. I was looking, verse 20 of Acts 20 says, I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable. And then in verse 27, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. That's what, that's not only are we to model ourselves and to see Paul in this idea of of recognizing that you're you've died your, your life is hidden with christ and god and that you know uh, i've been crucified with christ no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me galatians 220 but that that under the control of the holy spirit 
uh, we're to declare the gospel. And uh, in fact, I was just looking at my notes here. It says the whole, he used that term, the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel. It's the entire plan and purpose of God for man's salvation in all its fullness. Divine truths of creation, election, redemption, justification, adoption, conversion, sanctification, holy living, living and glorification. Mm. And think about that. How many of us, and, and you you kind of started off our broadcast today just given the four elements of the gospel. But even within those four elements are all of that, yeah. the full counsel. Right, right. Right. So if you know, going back to that, maybe to, to give an example of what that would be or what it wouldn't be, we talked about God's solution, right? That's our third kind of main yeah. gospel point. God's solution to our sin problem is Jesus. But preaching the whole council would be teaching that that requires a response. Yes. Like yep. we said yep. earlier, yep. It, you know, that, that it's not enough to say that Jesus died for you and leave it at that because people might think, okay, well then I'm covered. He died. I can just keep going on and I'm good because I believe that. And, but, but there's no change of heart or change Mm -hmm. of anything. So it, it, it's preaching the whole council to say, if you don't respond in faith, then that's a problem. Well, and we use terms like born again, uh, redeemed, converted. Listen, your life better look different if you've been born again. Yeah. And Paul says, examine your life. Examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. Right. And I think the, the, the call for us, the call for me, so what, is to humble myself under the mighty hand of God and proclaim the full counsel of God's word. Yeah. Amen. I can't add anything to that, so I'm, I'm not going to try. Which is shocking to our listeners, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, it's been great this Enjoyed week. Enjoyed it. Uh, continue to pray for Doug, folks. Uh, he may or may not be here on Monday. We will see, but uh, we will be on the air one way or the other. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual.